shadows of doubt are in many a mind Looking for an answer that they're never gonna find But please understand you're running out of time For these are the days of decision Games of stalling you cannot afford Dark is the danger that's knocking on the door And the far-reaching rockets say you can't reach anymore For these are the days of decision In the face of the people who know they're gonna win With a strength greater than the power of the wind You can't stand around when the ice is growing thin For these are the days of decision The mobs of anger are roaming the streets Aiming down at the police on the beach In town after town you know it will repeat For these are the days Now there's a warning of fire and flood And there's a warning of the bullet and the blood For the three bodies buried in the Mississippi mud Decision There's a change in the wind And a split in the road Do what's right Or you can do what you are told The prize to be won Will be held up by the bold Yeah, these are the days Of decision Oh, these are the days of decision Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Book to Write podcast. And that was Morrissey doing a cover version of Phil Och's 1966 song Days of Decision, and that's from Morrissey's album of cover versions called California Sun. And these are indeed days of decision. I I suppose every day is a day of decision for all of us on the planet, but there come times where you really begin to sit back and ask yourself questions. Where should I be? Where should I live? Where should I work? What should I change? Who should I spend my time with? And these are all decisions and thoughts and contemplations that typically plague me daily throughout my life. But at this point in time, for certain, there are things and questions like this that I ask. Is Dallas, Texas the place to be? Or do you want to be in San Diego, California? Is the time zone incorrect? Vermont? Is Vermont too cold? What do we do? Where do we go? Should I stay or should I go?
to let me know Should I stay or should I go If you say that you are mine I'll be here till the end of time So you got to let me know Should I stay or should I go It's always tease, tease, tease You're happy when I'm on my knees One day is fine and next is black So if you want me off your back Well come on and let me know Should I stay or should I go? Should I stay or should I go now? Should I stay or should I go now? If I go there will be trouble Decisions bugger me. If you don't want me, set me free. Exactly whom I'm supposed to be. Don't you know which clothes even fit me? Come on and let me know. Should I cool it or should I blow? Every single person listening to this podcast recognised that song, Should I Stay or Should I Go by The Clash, from their album called Combat Rock. And and I can't help but think of an ex-girlfriend of mine in Spain every time I hear that song now. I'd never thought of it before, and uh, it was playing one day. We were sitting on the patio, the balcony at her house, having a beer, and she looked up at me and shook her head, and I I said, what's wrong? And she said, the, the Spanish is appalling in that song. And uh, now every time I hear it, I can't help but listen to the Spanish choruses that Joe Stromer sings in the background, and they truly are atrocious. Like all attempts at Spanish that The Clash made, and similarly when I myself attempt Spanish, and it just comes out sounding like... Um, a British, pro- a British person with a speech impediment. And one of the debates that's raging these days with the 
decisions, days of decisions, is the debate over whether to be in the office or whether to be remote or hybrid and flexibility for employees. And I tend to feel that there's a very traditional uh, controlling leadership out there that still wants that old-fashioned almost punishment you're employed by a company and the company pays you a salary and therefore you have to give all of your time and you have to sit there at a desk and suffer eight or nine hours a day five days a week to get your pay and it's not about what you produce what you create what your ideas are uh, it's really just about being in the office and the divide is tremendous and a lot of this stemmed from the pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic that struck us, locked us down for the majority of 2020. And as terrible as that was, I really feel that it gave us some great opportunities to improve our lives. And one of those opportunities is potentially to work from anywhere, to travel, to live in places that we potentially never could have lived and still do our work from there. And I understand that it's very expensive for a company to employ somebody who is working in New York or Los Angeles versus employing somebody who's based in San Jose, Costa Rica or Bogota, Colombia. But these must be the risks that we have to take as individuals for that uh, beautiful flexibility that we want. And yes, I do believe in socialising and I do believe that we need people. We need to be around people and we need to talk to them. But there are better ways to do it these days. We don't have to be forced into a little office and sit with people that we don't necessarily want to sit with. We could do it in other ways. We could invest some money into uh, social clubs instead of the office and people could go along to those social clubs once a week, twice a week, once a month, whatever it may be, whatever your rhythm and your frequency. But I'm just really troubled these days by the strong push to pull everybody back into the office that we're seeing around the world and really just giving up on opportunities that we've been offered by this pandemic and producing all this traffic again and pollution. Surely we just have to sit back and consider that we can be just as productive. We can manage people. I worked in Boston for five years and I worked with a team that was spread out across the US as well as Europe and we had a daily 15 minute call and we just chatted about what was going on in their city, their state, how they were, what they brought. We had our video cameras on, we introduced newcomers, we traveled to see each other to do a bit of training, to understand the culture of the company and for me that worked. That was prior to the pandemic. The pandemic forced us into more of a remote, isolated way, but nothing really changed for us. We were still distributed and we still taught each other and trained each other and learned from each other and 
passed on what knowledge we had of the culture of the company. So I'm really surprised today when I see leaders say that the culture of the company is being lost or people are not focused because they're working from home. For me, it's just about control. I tell you this because as an artist, I think you'll understand. Taste our last care.
Absolutely beautiful Jet Black by Jawbreaker from their 1995 album Dear You. And I thought I would just jump straight into that song after my rant about remote versus in the office working. And um, I think my blood pressure was getting a bit high and I was getting a bit stressed. But this is the result of the modern world. And I'm very interested in the future of working, the future ways of working. I'm very interested in educating myself further in these uh, tools and skills and philosophies and ideologies. And these days I'm very involved in educating people in the usage of tools and remote tools. And I'm an advocate for Move to Cloud and so on and so forth. So I really think that there is a better future out there for all of us, the potential for a better future. But I understand that many people live in fear, fear of change and fear of losing control, fear of artificial intelligence. And don't get me wrong, you know, I'm a big fan of George Orwell. I love George Orwell's novel, 1984. I understand the fears of Big Brother and... Honestly, it's one of the first books that really looks at artificial intelligence. And the fact that all of the literature and music that was created in that time, created by George Orwell, was in fact artificial intelligence. The language that was created was called Newspeak, which was a language that was designed to prevent thought, individual thought and freedom of thought and um, complicit conformity to a state, a government, a power. And I think a lot of people fear artificial intelligence is that, and I must admit that as a literature student, I'm not a big fan of people writing essays or trying to bulk up a novel or any creative writing with the usage of artificial intelligence. The fear is that we lose the voice, the individual voice that any creative writer has. But artificial intelligence can certainly 
releases from mundane tasks. It can improve the efficiency of our day-to-day and hopefully can make our work lives easier, if nothing else. So don't give up on us yet. Don't give up on a better future, remote work, even if it includes artificial intelligence. Perhaps it'll make you a little bit more efficient and streamlined. And uh, we'll still have punk rock music and we'll still have great literature and great poetry that we can fall back on in our times of desperation. Picked up on things These hateful things
all of those things you wanted to leave. song is called Song for Jake Nichols to Sing and it's from an artist by the name of John Snodgrass. The album is called Visitors Band and it's from 2009 and John Snodgrass is someone I encountered for the first time at a concert I went to with my friend Colin. We went along to a acoustic show in London and it was Joey Cape from Lagwagon, Tony Sly from No Use for a Name, with John Snodgrass. And both of us looked at each other and said, Who on earth is John Snodgrass? Anyway, when we were at the show and the three were playing together, we really agreed that John Snodgrass had this beautiful voice. He was really funny on stage, really complimented the the trio, which later I suppose became the Scorpios but anyway I wanted to play that song for those of you who have not had the pleasure of hearing John Snodgrass up until now and if you like that go and have a look and listen to the album and check out the Scorpios as well which was um, also a fantastic album and uh, at any point let me know what you think and mentioning Colin and mentioning concerts, Colin is actually arri- arriving here in the US this Sunday and we on Thursday will be flying to Denver, Colorado and we're going to spend the weekend in Denver, Colorado and we're going to be attending a concert or a little festival called the 1234 Fest and I think that is named after the chorus of a famous Jawbreaker song in which he says one two three four who's punk what's the score and at this festival will be Jawbreaker will be Descendants and there will be Rancid amongst others Colin and I are mainly going to see Jawbreaker but of course both of us love the legends Descendants and I'll play one of their songs later But before that, I wanted to play a song by Rancid, and this particular song is actually of a theme that I've been thinking about in recent times, because it's about a pirate radio station, and a lot of punk rock is is about pirate radio station. A lot of it was founded on either pirate radio stations, um, illegal cassette tapes that were being recorded and distributed and the bands never really cared because they just wanted to be heard and get to play and the modern version of the pirate radio station is the podcast and in many ways I think of this podcast as a pirate podcast and here is a song called Radio Havana which covers exactly that topic
Radio Havana by Rancid from their 2000 album Rancid 2000 and I know that's not everyone's cup of tea and that was quite an extreme album too even for Rancid so in the vein of radio and music uh, that comes from uh, I suppose a, a quiet pirated place not to say this is pirated but I want to compensate you for the damage that I just did to your ears and play you an artist that I discovered actually through Instagram. 
And when I first discovered her on Instagram, she was relatively unknown and was really recording and trying to play little concerts. And um, now she's playing out sold out concerts around the world, releasing albums and really getting some of the fame that she deserves. Her name is Lofi. It's quite a distance from the music that I've played so far on here, but it is something that is quite beautiful. And this is a song called Street by Street from her single Best Friend in 2020. This view used to bring a smile to my face. Lately it's done nothing but remind me of the way. i 
Street by Street by Lofi, and I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing the name, but as you heard, it's a beautiful mix of modern hip hop almost sound mixed with the Frank Sinatra late night swing with this distinctive, unique voice that she has, and um, really something that's worth checking out. and if you haven't already heard of heard of her because she is really becoming a superstar and as i say i wanted a little bit of a detachment from the extremities of radio havana by rancid and i thought lofi would be the perfect remedy for that and on the topic of talented female musicians and artists i'd like to play you a song that i've loved for many years And again, I'm sorry if you come here expecting to hear punk rock all the time. I know I've been playing a lot of acoustic. Um, As I get older, I tend to like that, but I like acoustic jazz, whatever it may be, pop, if it has meaningful lyrics and says something significant. And this, this artiste for sure has something significant to say in almost every song. And this one in particular which was on an album called I'm Not Dead from 2006 when George Bush Jr. was the president of the United States and this is a song by Pink called Dear Mr. President Take a walk with me. Let's pretend we're just two people, and you're not better than me. I'd like to ask you some questions if we can speak honestly. What do you feel when you see all the homeless on the street? Who do you pray for at night before you go to sleep? What do you feel when you look in the mirror? Are you proud? How do you sleep while the rest of us cry? Say goodbye How do you walk with your head held high? Can you even look me in the eye? And tell me why President, 
Were you a lonely boy? Can you say no child is left behind? We're not dumb and we're not blind. They're all sitting in your cells while you pave the road to hell. What kind of father would take his own daughter's rights away? And what kind of father might hate his own daughter if she were gay? So that was Dear Mr. President by Pink, and I think it's quite clear what she's talking about, and there's a message there for all of us, regardless of our life preferences, choices, no matter which walk of life we're from, there's a strong message there, and I'll leave it to you to interpret that message. And I'd like to finish this podcast with a what I consider a nice cheerful song that I that I love by a band called Pulley and the song is called The Ocean Song from 2001 album Together Again for the First Time thank you for joining me today take care and we'll see you as soon on the next podcast episode
And in fact, good people of the Book to Write podcast, I cannot finish just yet because I promised you a song by The Descendants who will be playing at 1234 Fest. And so I'm going to choose a song called Business AU, which fits in somewhat with the remote work and work topics that I discussed earlier. And... This is from The Descendants' most recent offering, uh, a 2016 album called Hypercafium Spazinate. And here it is. And uh, once again, I will say goodbye and farewell and thank you for listening. And uh, we will see you soon with episode eight. Take care. <laughs>